Blog Talk Radio. about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstAidBetSupply.com, and uh, he's going to be talking all about asper, aspergillosis. I can't ever pronounce that. So uh, <laughs> aspergillosis, um, aspergillosis. But um, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, I did a little research as well uh, overnight to kind of get prepared for the show. And um, it, it's really a topic, we, we've covered it before, uh, but when you do over a 1,000 episodes over a seven-year period, you're going to cover some things uh, again <laughs> and again. But um, it's, it's really something uh, we need to be aware of, um, especially from, from the brooder stage and, and on. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy the show today. Make sure you have that Chicken Whisper available um, or that Chicken Whisper notebook where you take all the notes regarding our expert guest. Well, you must, if you've been listening for a long time, like thousands of you have, you must have uh, uh, many notebooks of uh, awesome, awesome chicken educational items in there. But, uh, yeah, we've got a great show lined up for today, and I may even be given a prize today on the show from Ware Manufacturing. How cool is that? A really cool chicken-shaped egg basket. We'll see if we get that today. But, um, hey, thanks for tuning in on this Thanksgiving week uh, of broadcasting, and we'll return with Peter Brown right after this short break. Thanks for tuning in, folks. At Kambach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all-natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. When you need an incubator, think Brensi, the incubation specialist. Brensi has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brensi.com. Brensi spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brensi.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brensi. Technology you can trust. Introducing the Bright Tap Chick Feeder. 
the cleaner feeder that grows with your flock. The Bright Tap feeder is designed with a unique shield that prevents chicks from standing on the feed tray and pooping into their food. The shield keeps the feed clean, so you spend less time cleaning the feeder. And when your chicks grow up and leave the brooder, you can use the Bright Tap feeder outdoors to give your adult chickens scratch, grit, and oyster shells. The unique shield also prevents rain from getting into the feed tray and spoiling the food. The Bright Tap feeder fills easily through a lid in the top. No more spills or wasted feed. To learn more, visit our website, chickenwaterer.com. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Give the Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken.
All righty, thank you very much for uh, staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Wizard. But tis the season. Uh, tis the season. It is Thanksgiving week. I can't believe it. We're, we always say this. Where did this year fly by to? Where did it go? Um, the years seem to go faster and faster and faster, um, especially the older I get. I've noticed that the years go by faster. So um, I'm not so sure that's such a good thing. <laughs> but, hey, um, it, it's a good thing. We've been uh, uh, pretty healthy o- over the years, so that's always good. And just um, uh, where, where do the years go? But, yeah, we, we're, we're coming up on the big city, uh, the big Christmas day, and, and I hope you're having lots of, planning lots of uh, time this week with family and friends. If you're traveling, I hope you travel safely, whether you're driving or flying or walking or biking or whatever the case may be. And if, um, uh, again, hope you have a really good time uh, with family and friends this week. We will be broadcasting today, of course. And tomorrow we've got uh, uh, Dr. Bridget McRae is going to be joining us tomorrow. We'll be talking all about biosecurity this week. Uh, that will complement two articles that will be in the uh, winter issue of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, one on backyard avian influenza uh, from Dr. Petiski, and then one from regarding biosecurity basics uh, from um, Dr. McRae. So uh, we'll be covering that uh, to wrap up this week. And, uh, again, hope you have a wonderful time this week. We've got a great show lined up for you today uh, as well. We've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. We're talking about uh, aspergillosis, I guess you'd uh, pronounce it. And uh, did a little research on this last night, I said earlier. And um, it's, it's something we need to, uh, as backyard chicken keepers, be aware of from even early on, even in, in the brooder stages. So uh, and, and then keep on going. To, so it's a, it's a fascinating topic. Uh, get that pen and paper out. Take lots of notes. And uh, we may actually, uh, if we get around to it, if I think about it, we might give a prize uh, away today on the show. We may actually try to just give it away on Facebook later today. Got a really cool chicken-shaped and molded egg baskets, popular hit with our fans. But uh, nonetheless, let's get over here to the uh, switchboard, and we'll bring on Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, uh, to talk about uh, today's topic. Welcome, Peter. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. Hey, you too, Randy. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah to be doing, here. doing good. Here in the uh, in the uh, resort that we're staying at for the winter, they have a obviously a big uh, hall, and uh, for all the snowbirds that come down now, if we have a, a Thanksgiving uh, there, we um, last year we we waited a whole month to come down to Florida so we could do. Thanksgiving, quote unquote, with the quote unquote family, and um, no, no, very many, very few people showed up. Everybody had their own agenda. Everybody had their own thing they were doing. As the families get bigger and bigger, and the kids get older and older, they have their own things, and it doesn't maybe seem like family is is important. And I'm gonna uh, kind of be a hypocrite here for a minute and say that too. But um, so, but last year's Thanksgiving, you know, when we left, we were like, you know, that call it what you will, Thanksgiving. Christmas, Easter, holiday, it seemed like for us anyway, at least last year, it ended up being no different than just going out to a restaurant to eat. I mean, as far as the people were there, it was like, you know, we, we, we delayed going to Florida for an entire month, uh, our whole schedule, so we could be here for Thanksgiving with the family, and and very few of them actually showed up. Again, they all had their own agenda, their own issue, what they were doing, whether it be Black Friday, this, that, or the other, or seeing other extended family members. But um, I was like, you know, hell, I could have taken your family out to Applebee's to eat, and it would have been been the same. <laughs> Call it what you will, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving or not. So, so this year we said, you know what? Forget it. We're going to, to, to we're not you know, messing around with our schedule just for that. I mean, I can take them out to Applebee's before we leave and then just call it Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, so, um, so we, uh, we're down here. We'll go back up and visit for Christmas. Um, and, uh, like we always do and, uh, visit three or four, four days there. But I was like, you know, we're, we're just not doing this, uh, this year because it was, it was silly last year and kind of disappointing. So, but that, so hopefully, We'll have lots of fun. And let's let's make sure everybody knows there's a lot of people that that will be, quote-unquote, alone for the holidays, and and it is a a high time for depression and and loneliness. So let's keep those folks in our prayers as well. If you know somebody that's uh, just chilling out alone for whatever reason, invite them over, take them a plate, go visit them, whatever the case case could be. The the shut-ins, maybe family members, maybe a neighbor you know, 
uh, all their family live out of town, wife or, or spouse has passed away, uh, let's do what we can to make them have a, a good, happy uh, holiday. But that's our spiel on the on the Thanksgiving this year anyway. So um, hope you have a, a good one. We'll start hearing some more uh, Christmas uh, caroling from our, our in-house chicken choir that we've spent years training um, to, to be able to sing uh, all of the wonderful Christmas songs that you hear uh, on this show around this time. So uh, it's, it's very painstakingly hard to train them, especially on cue, to, uh, to, to to do the, you gotta, you gotta gather them all up, you know they're they're scratching all around the yard. You gotta get them together, get them on the roost, and then uh, have the background music. It's very tough to do, but we seem to have done it over the years. So you'll be uh, folks will be enjoying the the, the, the chicken choir uh, for the next thirty days, like it or not. But um, let's let's talk about education. Let's talk about keeping our backyard flock healthy, uh, like we do when when you were on, and talk about today's topic a little bit. Yeah, it's um, you know th- this is a a good uh, subject. We have covered it before. Um, not an overly difficult um, uh, d- disease to understand, um, but it's it, it's it's really good to bring it up at this point in time. Uh, uh, I was at a show this weekend, one of the few shows that uh, uh, that actually went forward this year, and um, you know people were. You know, talking about putting their breeding pens together already, and how you know you talk about how quick time has gone, and some of the uh, the, the folks that were saying the same thing, they couldn't believe already it's time for them uh, and their operations to put put birds together and and um, start their breeding programs back up and uh, start hatching some birds. So this is a, a good subject. Uh, Aspergillosis, um, it's a it's a big name uh, for a. Um, um, not really well-known disease. Most people don't recognize it when they see it. Um, uh, it's not probably as prevalent today as it was uh, many years ago, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's still there um, and still, in some cases, is a problem. Um, you know, before we get into the, the, the meat and potatoes part of it, uh, this, with a little bit of common sense um, and a little bit of forethought. Uh, more than likely, you will never see in your flock. Uh, you'll never see it in your babies uh, um, or any of those things. If you just take a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, um, and stop listening to people who who uh, uh, continually want to you know, to use things that are uh, uh, potentially detrimental to to a flock, and you don't know it until it ends up happening. So this is probably. Mm-hmm one of the most preventable diseases because you are directly in control of the exposure for the most part uh, to birds uh, to this particular disease. It is a fungus. Um, uh, the actual, uh, what we call the causative agent, the agent that causes the disease is Aspergillus fumigatus. Uh, for those that need the spelling on it, it's A-S-P-E-R-G-I-L-L-I-S. And then fumigatus, F-U-M-I-G-A-T-U-S. Um, there have been other um, uh, species of the this fungus uh, that were have been implicated over time, but this is the dominant one. This is the one that always shows up on the doorstep as the uh, the culprit that's uh, uh, doing all all the damage. And um, this uh, is basically uh, like a lot of funguses. Uh, what we call ubiquitous in nature, meaning it's uh, everywhere and anywhere it wants to be. And, um, you know, denying it the the uh, ability to set up shop in, in your coop, in your flock, uh, <laughs> is uh, relatively easily done. Um, I'll probably put the cart before the horse here just a little bit, but, um, you know, uh, moldy bedding, uh, those that like to use hay and straw, uh, and, you know, most people like to use it for a number of different reasons. Uh, for the most part, uh, over my career, people that I've questioned about using it, uh, it boils down to uh, just basically a couple of things. Uh, the cost, because it's relatively inexpensive. You get a big bale of hay for X amount of dollars. Um, the birds like it, um, you know. Um, and, um, you know, the, the overall cost of it is, is not a big deal. Um, but sometimes you would, you know you can invite trouble in. You don't necessarily see this uh, f- uh, fungus uh, in in the hay and or straw uh, when you get it. So, um, but the birds end up with it. 
know, uh, sucking it in from the dust, uh, from the hay, uh, and so on. So, you know, by using a, a, an appropriate bedding, and I don't like to get too much into bedding because everybody has their own uh, feelings mm-hmm. on it, and I uh, truly feel uh, that if you're happy with what you're doing, uh, then continue to do it. Um, uh, you know, some people use, uh, you know, wood chips, sawdust, uh, sand, uh, hay, straw, um, all kinds of things. Uh, but, um, you know, th- th- this is, again, something that, you know, can be, you know, pretty much prevented um, on your part, but just by a little bit of due diligence uh, and so on. And, again, I'll, I'll say it again, I need to keep saying it because people say, well, you know, he said that. No, I didn't. I don't really care what you use. Um, if you want to use a dirt floor, that's fine. Um, but, um, you know, and you, you might want to take a look at the types of shavings you use uh, as far as their coarseness is concerned. The coarser they are, uh, the more uh, prickly they are, the more opportunity for doing uh, damage to the foot pad uh, and causing other uh, abnormalities. So it's important to, to uh, uh, evaluate you know, where you stand on it, uh, what's working for you, what isn't working, uh, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, um, again, you, you you can really, you know, limit this one. It's not like other diseases where, you you know, you bring them in with somebody's birds and you're stuck with it and everybody gets it and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. This is called brutal pneumonia for a reason. Uh, birds are all together, uh, scratching around in, in the, in the uh, litter in the, in the brooder. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great place for it to get started because guess what's in a brooder? Heat and moisture. These things just love and thrive on those kind of conditions. So it's kind of important <clears throat> that uh, you know people pay attention uh, to those things. Um, uh, this is primarily uh, and, and mostly a disease of chickens and turkeys, uh, uh, pigeons, ducks, geese, wild birds, and pet birds do get it as well. Um, this is one of those diseases that uh, prevention is the best rather than getting it and treating it by, by all means. Uh, if, uh, if you had it and you were uh, able to try to treat it, uh, we'll go through some treatment courses at the, uh, uh, towards the end of this, but I want to try to keep it in, uh, in sync here so that, that uh, um, you can go, go through it in your mind in some sort of chronological order. Uh, but um, that's basically what the disease is about. Um, the uh, possible incubation time on it, it varies, uh, but, um, and that depends on the exposure. The, more, the greater the exposure to the spores uh, with the uh, aspergillus spores, uh, the uh, uh, more than likely the, the quicker this will manifest itself. Uh, but usually one to five days, and that also can depend on the conditions, you know, in the brooder or the coop or wherever this is occurring. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a variable thing. It's not something you say two days, three days. Uh, it can be anywhere in that, that range. could be longer. Um, it just depends. If, uh, it also can depend on the uh, immune competency of the birds. Um, you know, we're finding now uh, a lot of diseases that were thought to be um, diseases that birds generally get when they're younger rather than when they're older. Um, research over the years that's been done by uh, reputable uh, scientists is now showing that uh, birds w- that are older um, with an impaired immune system uh, can get a lot of these, uh, what you might call childhood diseases, so to speak, as far as, uh, as uh, birds go. So it's a lot to think about. And uh, we, we talk about on the show things that you don't get elsewhere. We talk about gut health. We talk about how important it is to, you know, to keep that gut health uh, up and that when you uh, breach that gut, you open up the bird uh, to a, a multitude of problems because the majority of the bird's immune cells lie within that intestinal uh, tract, uh, the gut-associated lymphoid tissue, the mucus coating over the top of the, uh, of the uh, wall of the uh, intestine, extremely important. It's the bird's first line of defense. Birds are foragers, so uh, nature designed them to have some defense mechanism for whatever junk they're going to eat. And uh, we all know that they have a very variable diet, uh, things that you wouldn't think to eat, they do, just like children. Um, <laughs> you know, well, true, you know, when you, <clears throat> you see a child who has no idea what it's picking up off the coffee table, whether it be a cigarette butt or a piece of hard candy or, or whatever, or, or grapes, you know. 
it, it amazes me still that, that when people see, um, oh, chickens are, 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 are very smart and they know what's good and what's not good for them. And uh, really my reply to that is you've obviously never spent any time in a poultry diagnostic lab. You've obviously <laughs> never talked you've obviously never talked to these people that run the that and, and, and the list of things they have on a dry erase marker there that they found inside chickens from nails to screws to nuts to styrofoam, styrofoam pellets, styrofoam balls. Yeah, yeah let's go down the yeah. list. Yeah, they're real smart when knowing what's good and not not good for them. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, um, it, it, sometimes I think it might be the color of things that, that attracts them. Uh, sometimes it's curiosity. Birds can be very, very curious, um, especially the friendlier they are, the more curious, uh, in my opinion, they be, they become. And uh, so all of these things play into all of these, these different kinds of things. Um, um, so what might you see if, if some birds uh, in, in your brooder or, or your flock um, uh, have aspergillosis, uh and you also have to watch out for the fact that some of these symptoms mimic other diseases like coccidiosis, uh, um, possible Newcastle, um, uh, uh, AE epidemic tremor, uh, uh, avian encephalomyelitis, um, which uh, you know attacks the nervous system, the brain, that kind of thing. Because with with this disease, uh, you're going to see loss of muscle, so that coincides with coccidiosis. Birds look pretty decent. You pick them up and there's nothing to them. Uh, birds that are extremely thin, um, loss of appetite, uh, nervous symptoms, uh, which is usually uh, uh, brain involvement. And then you have uh, the reluctance to move, which is another symptom of coccidiosis. So it can be a little bit, a little bit um, uh, difficult to, to uh, get a handle on. But So you start separating these things out in your mind Okay, so you, you might pick up in the beginning and start thinking, well, maybe it's coccidiosis. But as these other symptoms develop, uh, the nervous uh, symptoms, uh, head shaking, uh, and that kind of thing, that doesn't mean every bird you see in your yard that starts to shake its head for one reason or another has this disease. Um, uh, but the other things you'll want to look for is, is uh, as the disease does progress, uh, difficulty breathing. Um, you may see them in a brooder, uh, you know, really just gasping for every air, really trying to suck it in and, and uh, having uh, difficulty. Um, the, uh, the heart rate increases uh, with the, each uh, breath that they take, and they go into a rapid breathing uh, situation. Um, and uh, those breaths uh, can get longer uh, and, uh, and much deeper. Uh, and this w- would be a situation where birds uh, would not exhibit uh, your standard uh, rattle that birds get from respiratory issues, uh, uh, and they d- don't have generally the uh, snotty nose, uh, runny eyes, uh, and they just, uh, in most cases with this, unless it's complicated by something else, and that throws another monkey wrench into things trying to... Uh, to, to make some sort of uh, diagnostic uh, decision, but uh, the, the the coughing and or uh, there wouldn't be any discharge, uh, so the cough wouldn't be as moist as it might be with, um, let's say, mycoplasma or uh, coryza or one of those things. So, um, you know, it is an interesting disease. It is out there, and, and uh, it, it pops up um, not as often as some of the other things, but I think it, it's uh, really important because we're coming into uh, breeding season. Some people have already started. Some people never stopped. Um, so it's always good to remind everybody, uh, you know, where we stand on this stuff and, you know, what it's all about. And, uh, uh, you know, keep your birds healthy. And, and, again, I go back and say this is one that you can prevent. This, this is one that you have more control over than you probably have over most other diseases that you'll get uh, within your flock. And um, it is always better, in my opinion, whether it's this disease or any other, uh, you're much better off uh, to, to prevent it than have to treat it afterward, especially this one, very difficult to uh, overcome. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who say, well, they did it with this, they did it with that. Uh, then I have to really question whether or not they really had this. And then secondly, how bad did you have it? Uh, that also is a, an issue as to uh, what the outcome of, of treatment uh, might be. Uh, 
Andy, were you wanting to take a, a quick break for your advertisements, or you want to just roll right on through? I'll go ahead and do a quick break. It's funny you mentioned that. I was just getting over the switchboard to uh, to get ready for that. The next thing you know, yeah, we're right around hey, the top of the good. hour now, and we'll just we'll just take it right on through right to the end. That sounds like a plan. Hey, I appreciate it. We're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And uh, when we get back, he can tell us if he still has his sale going on. It was uh, free shipping on the sweeter heaters. Uh, it is the season. There was a lot of debate over the weekend. I saw in some of the blogs and forums about using or not using heat and, and or really the heat lamps and the dangers of those and, and uh, needing to, to upgrade if you're going to use heat to something that's much safer like the sweeter heater. We'll talk to him about that when we come back. And any uh, any deals he may have uh, this, this week for uh, any kind of Black Friday. We, we opted out of that this year. For the last three or four years, we've done a big, we've called it Black Australo Friday sale, and we, we uh, chose not to do it uh, this year. Maybe we'll start it back uh, maybe next year, but we didn't do it this year, but maybe he'll have something he can share with us, even if it's the free shipping on, on the sweeter heaters so you can take advantage of this week. So we'll be back right after this short break. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg's should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com or call today at 1-800-720-1134. Remember, that's strombergschickens.com. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. 
Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com and try Love Nest Organic Blends for your backyard friends today. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. A reminder that we will be broadcasting tomorrow with poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McRae, Ph.D. We'll be talking all about backyard biosecurity, which will complement the, uh, the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine that should, I'm just going to take a long guess, that may be actually the digital edition may be released sometime later this week. And um, as well as uh, it's just a big bang outside. The kids are out there with mama. I was like, what the world is that going to throw me off guard? Uh, and then the print edition should be coming out, I'm, I'm saying, maybe the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, and they'll be sent out mail to all the mailboxes. You can subscribe absolutely free. Uh, why would there be any reason not to? Um, absolutely free to the digital edition. We'll email it to you four times per year. Uh, fact-based science, based study-based information from true experts in their field about raising your backyard block happy and healthy uh, at uh, chickenwhisperermagazine.com. You know, Peter, uh, just for a second, it's amazing. I know I've done this before. I think everybody on the planet has done this before. Uh, I have, over the last few years, dealing with this, uh, educating folks on, on, on backyard poultry keeping, I have found myself uh, extremely limited on doing this, kind of a live and learn type of thing. Um, if, if I start to do it, I correct myself and say, no, I need to reword this about how many people um, justify doing things by saying, oh, um, I do that and I've never had a problem. I do this and, and, and it's worked for me or uh, I do that and, and, and uh, I've never had any issues. And, and I guess uh, sometimes I, I'll go to type something or say something and that'll want to come out of my mouth and I'm like, whoa, stop. That's totally irrelevant and, and, and silly um, many times because especially they're talking about, you know, chicken-related this, that, or the other. Um, you know, I track wild birds in my backyard, always have. I've never had a problem, never had a problem. And, and one of Dr. McRae's favorite terms to, to, to answer that is, tomorrow is another day. Um, you often talk about the, the, the lady that runs in front of the bus every morning, and she's fine and has done it for several years. And then next thing you know, tomorrow she runs in front of the 9 o'clock bus and hits a pebble and, and is hit and killed. And um, I often refer to make it a more personal issue. Uh, again, my dad's a four-time cancer survivor. And, you know, to the point of, yeah, well, the smoker, uh, and how many smokers have said, I've been smoking for 10 years, I've never had a problem. And then the 11th year they're diagnosed with, with cancer. Um, you know, and, and it's directly uh, attributed to, to the smoking, which just up until the last 10 years, she, he or she said, oh, I've never had a problem, I've been smoking for 10 years. So, um, you know, that, that type of issue, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing uh, how often that, how often people see that on, on these blogs and forums and say, oh, okay, there's, he's been doing it for this, he's never had a problem with that, so I guess I guess I can do it too. And I, we're all guilty of it sometime, uh, but I've really in the last 
uh, three years, four years, I have really slammed the brakes onto that, um, even with in my workshops and other things like that, where I don't say, oh, I've done this and this worked for me. Uh, I've never had a problem. I've done this. I've never had a problem. Um, another, a big one is um, uh, telling people, uh, you know, because we don't, in fact, it's a big rule when we're touring, uh, look, folks, before we end the workshop and we do the Q&A segment, I don't answer questions about my chickens have green poop. Why is that? My chickens have snot coming out of their nose and running, you know, swollen eye. What do you think it is? Don't do any of that stuff. Um, and I don't even say, well, you know, when my chicken had that, I did this. Or, you know, when I experienced that, I did this. Don't even touch that with a 10-foot pole because we know that so many signs and symptoms, uh, so many diseases present with the same signs and, and symptoms, and we, we, we want to give right information. So I don't even go out, I don't even go out on that limb about saying, well, you know, this is not exact science. I'm not a vet. I'm not a culture scientist, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I don't, but when my chicken said that, I did this. I don't even want to uh, have that. Uh, on 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 my back uh, when sharing people with that, but it is it is kind of interesting the uh, the number of times we see that they try to justify it by saying I've been doing this for ten years I've never had a problem. Uh, tomorrow is another day, folks. Um, I was dealing with this regarding the attraction of backyard birds on a, on a blogger forum. Um, while they're you know they're you know they, however they want to justify it, um, but you know the, the amount of times I've seen. Oh, we have bird baths and bird houses all around our backyard chickens, and we've never had a problem. I've never had a problem. And you can say that doesn't change the science or the facts about the fact and science that wild birds can carry a lot of diseases that can harm your backyard chickens. It may not happen today, may not happen tomorrow, may not ever happen, but, but it doesn't just because of, I, I attract birds and I've never had a, a sick flock. You know, what Dr. McRae would say is prove it. <laughs> but really, your birds have never got anything from wild birds. Prove it. Have you ever had them tested? Have you ever, when they were sick or you know, that type of thing? Maybe they're walking around with these diseases and they're just coping with it, uh, but they got it from their you know, sister. We know what Dr. McCray is going to say. Really prove that. Um, but it's uh, but, but I was dealing with that over over the weekend with the the wild bird attraction, the bird baths, and the bird feeders and things. And I've never had a problem, so I wanted to to vent on 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 that a little bit because you see it so much, and even in my personal life, literally over several years of getting away from even doing that, even in conversation, playing cards with friends or whatever, and say, you know, I've, I've done that. Oh, nope, we don't, we don't, I, don't, I don't address that anymore because it's like it can, can get in trouble or it's not giving good information to, to your friends or your followers, so so we don't do that. So, And I know you're, you're a big advocate of that regarding the bus scenario, so wanted to share that with our listeners today. Just be wary when someone says, oh, I've been doing that for 10 years, I've never had a problem. Yeah, and day, I, think, folks. I, I think one of the things you have to be wary of um, is that, um, uh, irregardless, I have no agenda, okay? Um, <clears throat> I'm not here to show anybody how smart I may be or may not be. Um, technically, I'm not here to sell you any particular product in any way, shape, or form. I lay it out for people. I tell them what works, what doesn't work from my experience, from research, uh, and so on. And then it's up to them to, to go with it from there. So, um, but I am a firm believer um, for a lot of different reasons. You know, um, uh, I, I look at things uh, probably a little bit differently than, than most people do, and so does Bridget. She, we, we both look at it from the scientific uh, side. And a scientist is going to tell you just the same thing, prove it. You know, mm-hmm. and because that's what scientists do every day uh, in, in their work, prove, uh, you know, a, a theory. And uh, But I'm a firm believer in a couple of things. Uh, number one, you can't fix stupid uh, no matter what you do, okay? And uh, you can't change people that don't want to be changed. And uh, all mm-hmm. you have to do is look around you in everyday life and see they don't have to be friends of yours. You don't have to know people, but just go into any eating establishment anywhere and, and, and take a look around you. Uh, and I'll leave that at that. You know, because people get offended when you say these things, but it's not meant to uh, to offend anybody. It's real life. It's what it is. I had a conversation the other day. Somebody put something up on Facebook, and I rarely respond to these things, uh, but they were mm-hmm. moaning and groaning about big pharma, okay, and how terrible they were and everything else. And I said, well, explain to me how big pharma got where it is. People put them there. You wouldn't need big pharma if people took better care of themselves. Isn't that right? You know, for the most part, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, you know, if we all, myself included, you know, my heart attack, uh, while it was a surprise on, on one hand, I go back and look at a lot of issues and say, oh, you missed that clue, you missed that clue, 
stupid, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, that, that is not going to happen again. And that, that that way, you know, and because I've taken the steps that are necessary to uh, do everything within my power as a human being and every doctor that uh, I see uh, to take care of those circumstances and be on top of it and uh, will not do uh, some of the things that everybody else uh, does. And when when they get themselves in a, in a particular situation, where do they go? They go to the doctor. Where does the doctor go? To the pillbox. Why does he go to the pillbox? Because you got yourself in this position. That's why he goes to the pillbox. So I don't see where big pharma is the problem. I see where people are the biggest problem, and they have created big pharma because of the, the way they conduct themselves, their life, their eating habits, whatever they do. You talk about smoking. How many times do we have to go to that well? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and tell people it's, it's not not good, but they continue to do it. Uh, same thing. Uh, people been doing it all my life. Uh, it hasn't killed me yet. No, but it's coming. You know, and, and uh, but you can't fix that. You, you just can't. And I, I am backing further and further away from all of these uh, uh, hot button issues with, with people. Um, the, the, this this morning on on on, on Facebook, somebody was uh, asking for uh, uh, information about heat sources that they use and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, somebody said uh, chickens don't need heat. You put heat on them uh, when the power goes out, then you got dead birds. Not true. Not true. Just totally asinine. But, you know, what am I, what am I going to say to that? What am I going to say that's going to make that situation and make that person, they're going to go back and say, well, no, what happened to me? And there you go. And you don't know if anything ever happened to them because you don't know them. You can't see them. They can tell you anything. They're behind a keyboard. So I just kind of stay away from it. I just posted the fact that uh, Swedish heaters are, f- are free shipping, and I left it at that. Mm-hmm. I said they're safe and they're economical, and I left it at that. You know, there's no sense of me going in and beating my brains out and, and getting be beat up on it and wasting a lot of time so somebody you're never going to convince. But there are some issues, uh, you know, about using heaters in a, in a coop. If you're using a safe heater, and I don't give a rat's butt which one you use. If you think it's safe, go ahead and use it. I'm not going to argue that point. But the Swedish heaters, no question, are economical. They are safe. They are made in America. They're a three-year manufacturer's warranty that's unconditional. I've never seen them back away from anything. Okay, I've had one issue in all the years I've been selling it, and the issue was, was non-existent. They took it back. They examined it. They found nothing wrong with it. Uh, and they, they, they immediately, before the, the other one even got back, had sent out a brand-new one to the, to the customer. You can't beat that. Try that at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know uh, try that with your Chinese-made crap. This is all made here in America. The new Swedish heaters are even safer. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. The new Swedish heaters, of which I have in stock, okay, if by chance something should pull that heater down and fall face down in the litter, yep. yes. okay, it now has a thermostat that will shut it off and prevent it from overheating and causing a fire. How good is that? On top of the fact that it doesn't burn, it's economical to use. Uh, the largest suite of heater that's 12 inches wide, 40 inches long, okay, uses the power of a 150-watt light bulb. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it with a stick, you know. But um, by and large, people are going to look at the cost of it. Yeah, the cost of it, you know, um, I'm getting ready to put up a couple more in, in our situation here uh, for the cats. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Got a couple of cats. We've got four cats to hang around all together. As long as they keep their distance from each other, they're they're fine. But when you got to get them close together, they you know the couple will stay together and a couple won't. So I'm gonna put another uh, 40 inch one in there. So that'll give them 80 inches by 12 for four cats. That's more than enough. And um, uh, you know, in the chicken coop, we've we've got them there. We use them, uh, you know, when it's getting cold out and that kind of thing. And here's a couple of things, you know. Technically, yes, chickens don't need heat, period. Okay, I'll go along with that statement. But due to the, the breeding of different breeds, uh, they're not the same as jungle fowl. Okay? Uh, some, some breeds are much more sensitive uh, to, uh, to temperature changes uh, and these kinds of things, so the, the cold weather does affect them. Uh, we talked about many times, and I know this is off topic, and I'll get to this other stuff. We'll finish this out before we're done here, but I just want to go over on this. And so the stress factor, when you stress a bird out, whether it be cold, whether it be hot, okay, you start to affect their immune system. You now have birds that are vulnerable, okay? So it's not really an issue of whether they need it. 
it's a situation of you know making them more comfortable, uh, making it so that they're not overly cold. Uh, also, they'll eat more food, okay? Because food produces heat, uh, mm-hmm. and they need it to to keep their bodies uh, warm. So they're going to eat more food. So you you can't win one way or another. You're either going to put up a heater, or you're not going to put up a heater, and I'm fine with that, okay? But at the end the of the day, issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, and I've seen it all. You know, I tape this up, I do that. I put chicken wire around this to keep the, this from falling down. Okay, if that's what you got, and that's what you want to do, and you're happy with it, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to spend two hours trying to convince somebody who is not going to do it uh, uh, the way I might like to see it done, and uh, I just move on. So that's the way I'm, I'm trying to, to do it now. Um it convinced me even more so on uh, one of the sites on on Facebook uh, a couple of weeks ago about uh, Merrick's. Uh, they went to the company that oh, yeah. manufactures it, and um, you, you know, uh, saying the company came back and said that the uh, the HVT vaccine that uh, that's being produced uh, is not a Merrick's virus. That's totally wrong. Totally, totally wrong. It's a serotype three Merrick's virus. End of story. It's not oncogenic, and it's called a vaccinal uh, Merrick's uh, strain because that's where the, the main vaccine, HVT, is made from. But, you know, it, to say that it's not a Merrick's virus is just just asinine. And the people that run the site won't take it down and leave it up there. So what's, what, why should I go back and, and be the guy that's got to spend two hours trying to convince an idiot? I'm not going to do that. I'm done with it. So, anyway, you brought up a sore spot. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> no, I completely agree. You don't often hear that about, about the... Uh the immune system and uh, and they keep the birds uh, comfortable and whatnot. I think the, the bottom, which is interesting, the um, you don't know, see that a lot on, on a lot of blogs and forums when they're talking about the, the providing heat. It all goes back to, which again is probably still the biggest issue is the coop fires and, and burning the coop down, killing all your chickens uh, because you're using a, a dangerous uh, heat lamp. And then we've seen over the years, uh, more than once a year, where mm-hmm. the coop fire spreads to the house, and the house burns down, the garage burns down. Even a neighbor's house who has no interest in chickens, doesn't care about your dang chickens, their yep. house catches on fire because you were using a dangerous heat lamp. I'm, I tell folks mm-hmm. in my classes, I said, if my house catches on fire because my neighbor... <laughs> uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, it all boils down to a, a, uh, a decision being made by the owner of, um, you know, of... Uh, of of the birds and um uh, lots of I can tell you from doing this as many years as I've been doing it the majority of of uh uh people make their decisions strictly on on money and uh what's inexpensive and they're not going to acquiesce to to something that is uh more economical and safer you can't convince them for instance uh, well, I see a lot of people liking these uh these infrared ones they're 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 only about 6 inches in diameter um, they're not going to heat anywhere near what a suite of heater is going to. Even the smallest suite of heater is going to be a, a 12 by 11. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, they're not going to, uh, you know, get the, uh, enough heat. And what I like about the suite of heater, it allows them to, to get around under there. If they touch it, they're not going to get burned. Uh, there really is no downside to it that I can, I can see. And we've used them here now. We've got them in here now uh, uh, close to three years. And um, there are days... I just leave them on. I don't even waste my time going and turning them off. I just leave them on. It's, it's, not, it's not that big a deal. It's like leaving a light bulb on. And, uh, totally self-contained. You know. Totally self-contained and easy to uh, disinfect and, and clean yeah. and wash with, yeah. with all the dust that you'll find in the coop. That's very, very. Yeah. That's a big bonus right, right there. So, um, so let's get free shipping. Still have the free shipping, and if you if you check uh, check around and know Andy, you have. Okay, we have true. Uh, free shipping. We've not raised the price to cover the cost of the shipping. Um, I will be honest with you. I shipped a couple to California last week, uh, and each one of them cost me almost $18 just to ship. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not a uh, it's a thing where I just absorb it. I make a few bucks on it and move it on out. And that's the way it is. And that's uh, uh, that's just one product that I particularly want to see out there at this time of the year. I want to see people be in a position to be able to to uh, to get them. Uh, other sites are um, shipping the uh, the smaller one for ninety four dollars ninety five cents, um, and um, they're claiming free shipping. Um, uh, I don't remember the, the the cost of mine right off the top of my head, but uh, for the for the smaller one, seventy five bucks, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's significantly different, you know, and so they're yeah. adding, it, adding it in, uh, you know, it is truly free shipping. There isn't any question about it, um, and, and it's just that's just the way it is, and uh, uh, I decided to do that, and that's just been my decision, and um, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But, um, yeah, it's still in place, and, and uh, you know, it, it, the site is set up so that those are free. There's, there's you know, there's, there's no uh, charge whatsoever for them. But if you add in other things, you will be charged for the shipping on, on those items and those items only because it has to be mm-hmm. shipped by itself anyway. So it uh, can't ship it with anything else, you know, in the same box. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, okay, cool. Yeah, let me get to this uh, here now. Uh, um, so what are you going to see if, they, if you were to, and I have some folks now, I've been trying to convince more and more people to do their own uh, postmortems, which I think is extremely important. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're going to see uh, some lesions in their lungs, um, and we, we uh, call them, in this case, uh, uh, plaques. They're going to be small, as a general rule, uh, round, um, and uh, they will be attached to various tissues in the body cavity, anywhere and everywhere, uh, but predominantly air sacs, lungs, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and they're going to be cream-colored, okay? That's one of the tip-offs uh, to it. Uh, you're going to find air sacs uh, in the intestines. You're going to find them in the lungs. You're going to find them in the liver. Uh, the shrinx, which is the voice box uh, where all the noise comes from, from the bird. Um, and uh, you're going to find them uh, in the brain. Uh, there's an ocular form as well. Uh, those plaques have a tendency to be larger um, and usually will be, uh, but not always, in the corner of the eyes. Um, the uh, This can take place through the infection itself. Uh, How does it come about? Um, we see it from infected hatchers uh, and, and brooding equipment, um, especially for the day-old chicks, um, in, inhaling enough of the spores to uh, uh, to, to cause uh, the disease. Um, contaminated litter, we already talked about that, so I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Um, but it, by and large, that's what they're going to see, uh, dusty feed, moldy feed uh, that's contaminated with these uh, spores. It's, it can be in the soil. Um, as a, a problem there, uh, if uh, you know, if you're in a high mold fungus uh, type area, uh, it may be wise uh, to take your runs uh, that are bare dirt and uh, put down some hydrated lime and work that into the soil. Don't, don't let the birds stand on it. You can get hydrated lime usually at a, at a uh, farm facility where farmers buy their uh, seed and, and their fertilizers and that type of thing. It usually comes in an 80-pound bag. It's also called slag lime, burnt lime, um, and also pickling lime is basically the same thing. going to dramatically change the pH of the soil so that most things can't live there. Okay. Um, so the, the root of spread is through those things. The root of infection is through the eye, through the nose, through the mouth, uh, those uh, uh, three basic ways that it gets into the bird. Um, and again, uh, birds with a with a really solid, good immune system may be able to ward this off to some degree, and uh, certainly a bird that is uh, uh, immune system impaired is, is not going to be uh, uh, able to do this. And if it's not caught, uh, uh, you know, quickly, um, you'll have some, you know, some dead birds. And they, they call it brood of pneumonia because of the fact that it's most often seen in the brooder, okay? Um, oxine, one of the best disinfectants I've seen around. Uh, if you've got Vircon S, you can use that as well. Uh, it's it's good. Um, but you're going to want to wash everything down, clean everything, incubator, brooder, uh, hatcher if you've got it, uh, uh, and all these things. Uh, fogging the uh, oxine over top of the birds, if you do have an outbreak, uh, can either cure it or shorten the course of it and help you along uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, treatment. Treatment's tough. Um, oxine being constantly fogged over top of the birds, uh, washing their eyes out with diluted oxine uh, can help. Uh, nasal flushing with oxine. Uh, but if it's already down in the body cavity, the lungs and everything else, very, very difficult to do, and that's going to require uh, fluconazole or ketoconazole orally. Uh, it's a long-term course. Uh, uh, can be very costly, um, and um, 
the, the problem with the ketoconazole and the fluconazole, uh, at least at this point, is that uh, besides the cost uh, and the daily uh, multiple times per day using it, it's got to be administered orally to each individual bird. It makes it very labor-intense. Um, so, again, this is one of those things you're better off, you know, certainly to, uh, to, to, to keep it uh, uh, out of the flock, and you have a greater chance of doing this, um, um, you know, on your own. Uh, one, of, one of the things, because it is ubiquitous in nature, meaning everywhere, uh, and, and uh, you just don't know when you're going to run into it, I would urge people who have birds free-ranging, especially over a large area, um, to, you know, once in a while walk that area and look for a lot of uh, dead plant uh, matter uh, because that's where you're going to find it growing in dead uh, organic matter. So some neighbor who might be... Uh, uh, putting his grass clippings over your fence way down the back of your property where you rarely ever go, uh, maybe uh, preparing a source of, uh, of, of this for you, um, amongst other things uh, that like to grow in that as well. So um, removal of all dead, dying organic matter uh, would certainly help uh, in this particular uh, case and um, you know, go a long way to uh, helping you to, uh, to prevent it. Um, putting turmeric in there... Um, uh, in their in their food will help uh, boost their immune system, um, but um, other than that, I don't think you're going to overcome this um, unless you actually use the fluconazole or ketoconazole, uh, um, you know, orally for the birds. But again, it's it's preventable. It's something that's easily done uh, to to prevent. Uh, just cleaning up around the place a little bit um, uh, and using the uh, 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 the, the lime, uh, your regular garden variety lime that you use will not do the trick. Um, it, it needs to be the, uh, uh, the the slag lime, the burnt lime, uh, that that type of thing, the pickling lime. Um, and again, don't let them stand on it because it, it will. Uh, uh, it's caustic, so it's going to going to be a problem for the bird standing on it. Might cause other issues. So. Uh, be smart when you're doing it. Have any questions, they can always contact me at chickendr at firststatevetsupply.com. And um, that yep. legitimate question, we'll go ahead and try to answer it the best we can. But it's uh, highly preventable. And, uh, again, with any disease, uh, in my book, if you can prevent it, you're uh, a heck of a lot better off than uh, having to deal with it. Amen to that. Like, like I guess, with most things that, that are out there. So, Well, Peter, thanks for coming on. We hope you have an absolutely fabulous uh, Thanksgiving. And right now, looking at the calendar, I think we'll uh, resume uh, probably next Monday, but we may be switching a little bit uh, with Jen's schedule as well. I'll talk to you over the weekend regarding that. But thanks for coming on. We do hope you have a okay. great Thanksgiving. Yep. You have Enjoy a great one. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yep. Thank you. You, you too. Thank you so much. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer.
you very much for staying with us today. We do do appreciate it. I was just scanning through uh, my uh, Facebook uh, news feed, and, and there's somebody that posted, hey, I have some pumpkins left over. Can I give them to my chickens? And she's uh, within a matter of seconds. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, that's a natural uh, dewormer for, for chickens, pumpkin seeds. Uh, here we go with this nonsense again. So, um let me go have some fun with that, and then uh, y'all have an absolutely awesome day. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, some early broadcast here for this week. We'll welcome uh, poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McCray, Ph.D. We'll be talking all about biosecurity. So we hope you can join us tomorrow for our last show of the week, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. But we'll see you tomorrow right here at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless everybody. Ha <laughs> ha